0: I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Amurda and this is I'm not the expert but this is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. This week is a big one part. Yeah. This one I've really been looking forward to ever since I started reading up on it. Yeah, yeah. No, my, and I've known little bits of it all through my life and never really known anything about it. I
1: thought I knew a bit about it. I yeah. did, you know, and then I kind of came late to this. Like You come up with the idea to do the Celts and I started researching a little bit after you because I thought, you know, I know this. I don't need to research, boy Jesus, when I've done my research. yeah. <laughs> 90% of what I thought I knew was thrown in the bin. And now I know way more really yeah, cool stuff. It's, so yeah, I'm, it's nuts. I'm it's, excited for this one.
0: We thought we were ready to a few weeks ago. And yeah. then we had a production meeting and basically argued for the production <laughs> yeah. about who was right, who was wrong, and what was right, what was wrong. And every yeah. second sentence was, well, Google it. Well, Google, Google it. it. Prove it and Google it, yeah. and then we found out we were both wrong, and it and was a lot of just stuff, yeah. a layered, layered level after level after level yeah. of history.
1: And, and the, the reason end. for that wasn't that like we were ignorant or anything like that. It was because there's so it was partly
0: due to ignorance.
1: Well, yeah, but there's quite a kind of a a hole in in Celtic history because they didn't have a written language, so yeah. a lot yeah. of it Nothing was word about
0: spoken. Yeah. Or chisel it into a rock and then yeah. try and interpret it a few thousand years later. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: So it, a lot of this is open to interpretation, but we've tried as best as possible to verify our sources, to have multiple sources saying the same thing. Yeah. We've done our homework on this and everything that we say here can be taken with a pinch of salt or can be taken as gospel. I'd just like to, to add guys. a
0: caveat in before we begin that lots of my homework in my school life was wrong. If I'm wrong here, get on Facebook and let us know.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Anyway, the Keltoi, K E L T O I, better known as the Celts, were a loose collection of clans originating in Central Europe around the Alps. Possibly. Possibly. No one knows for sure where they came from, but no one knows 100% where they came from because there was no written history. But All evidence that historians, and not me, but historians that have studied it for years, it alludes to around that area is where they came from, where first evidence was uncovered about 1200 BC, so it's a long, long time ago. It
1: is indeed, yeah. And not as we first thought around the Roman times.
0: Not as we well. I never thought it was around the Roman times. So I was that was around. That, that's like, where I the was. The end of the Celts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. I
1: was kind of like, hang on a but
0: minute. But legend of the Celts appears in ancient Greek writings. Okay. Like
1: ancient Greek or classical Greek.
0: Classical Greek. What's the difference between ancient Greek and classical Greek? But it's is funny. it the same difference between a Disney cartoon and a classic Disney oh, cartoon? I don't know. I thought it was. Which is quite. Very a, I thought it was. I don't know.
1: Thousands of years? Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong.
0: Herodotus, who was known as the father of lies, because not everything he said was the truth, mm. did have references to the Celts yeah. in and, his writing. And
1: we have tried to verify his stuff with multiple yeah. sources, but it usually leads back to him, doesn't it? He's but the, the fact forced. that he was a
0: big, fat liar makes it very yeah. hard to prove or disprove. It does, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And he, he, he does seem to be the first to have written about them. So
0: Yeah. He wrote referring to the Keltoi, K-E-L-T-O-I, and from here on we'll probably just say Celts.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just going to get confused a little bit. A
0: people who dwelled in the upper reaches of the Danube. Now, the Danube source, if I remember my geography, and I suck that geography, is in the Black Forest Mountains, and that's in western Germany. The Alps are in southern Germany. They're in right. lots of countries, but I think that the way they get to in Germany, it's the southern part. Southern part, part yeah, southern so it's... Part. Yeah, so, so
1: it doesn't fit with the Alpine origin? No, though, no, it, or? no, I
0: think it fits very well with it, because oh, okay. they would have descended from the Alpine regions into, into what is now Germany, and they settled in the upper regions On the plains of the more so, yeah, yeah. yeah. They not even on the plains, because then you're going into Indians, which but, there is actually... A significant correlation between Indians and Celts, which we'll get to later. Okay. Even cool. though they never met and never knew each other existed. And existed in, yeah, in very
1: just, different times. It's just yeah. the way
0: the way they're interpreted. Yes. Okay. But yeah. we will get to that later. Cool. Okay. The architecture of the walls in the Celtoid compounds, and now I'm talking about Huenenberg. Huenaberg.
1: Hoenaberg, is it, that how it's it, pronounced? It, which
0: is what I think was the Danube, but it could be wrong.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's yeah, that is. I came across that in my research as well, and I struggled with the pronunciation. So yeah.
0: H-U-E and we're gonna spend a lot of time like spelling words, spelling today. words yeah. because we don't really use them or they're not in our language or we don't understand them. Yeah. So H U E N E B E R G. Weineberg. Heineberg. Okay. That's what I yeah. I, that's what I'm interpreting as. The architecture in their compound and it's a proven Celtic compound has Greek references in wall building. And um, the kind of so techniques that were used to yeah, build the wall So were They very either Greek, had a yeah. voice from the Greeks, or they had Greeks helping them, or they'd been taught by the Greeks. Okay. So now there was a
1: lot of trade between the Celts yeah, in, lots of wine. in that area and the Greeks. Yeah, I think the Greeks sold them the wine uh,
0: well, if they
1: sold, it was a barter kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, but, but you'd
0: you think that because Greece, warm climate. Yeah, exactly. Var- grape yeah. growing, yes. wine producing regions. Of course, yeah. Even though you get grapes in Germany yeah. now, I'm not yeah. sure you would have I done. would
1: imagine back then it was more, yeah. yeah, but what was going the other way was a lot of textiles, um, grains. artisans, some grains. Yeah, they were agricultural. I'm sure
0: they did slaves. Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. But I uh, think. Like the early Celts there, like, were very much like they had set down roots. They were very much a kind of stationary, static society, but they were heavily into agriculture and artisan stuff. So textiles, gold work, you know, all that kind of stuff. They were fabulous, beautiful, incredible artisans, you know. That they were, yes.
0: Yeah. The fact that the compound wasn't kind of thrown up and thrown together the way you'd have a camp compound for an army kind of leans towards the fact that the Celts weren't a nomadic tribe. Yeah, no,
1: they were way more settled back then. Way settled. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And they weren't warlike because the walls in the Gwenneberg compound aren't for defense.
1: No, yeah. They they were whitewashed, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they would have been seen from miles miles around. Yeah, so that, you know, that's not. That's not a battlement, you know. You you don't want your enemy to be able to pick you out, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. It did look like a very settled kind of society, which flies in the face of what the Romans would have described them as a few centuries later, you know, as nomadic, marauding war tribes, you know.
0: Yeah, well, there's the thing about the Romans, and I was going to say this later on when we got to all of that, but you remember Gladiator? Yes, do you remember the beginning of Gladiator?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, on my order, the, the on these hell, and yeah.
0: Maximus, Maximus Optimus Prime, or whatever the <laughs> fucking name is.
1: Maximus, Maximus, Standing Aurelius.
0: in a, a kind of clearing in a forest, waiting for the barbarian horde, horde. to, exclaim, yeah. to yeah. attack. Yeah. Well, the barbarian horde were the Celts. Yeah. And yeah. the Roman. Romans referred to them as barbarians.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And, we were, and I wonder is that... Here.
1: Well, okay. Well, we'll get
0: understand. to that later because yeah. some of the practices you'll get, yeah, that's pretty fucking barbaric. Yeah, so but I just
1: have an uh, I have a question around where the name barbarian
0: comes from. from. The Hotdorf Prince was discovered, I think, in 1978. Okay, here I was um, born. Where was the Hotdorf Prince found? My answer would be Hochdorf. <laughs>
1: yeah, which is, I think...
0: And which I'm probably wrong sorry. on, but seems kind of obvious to me, seeing uh, as it's yeah. the Hochdorf prince.
1: Yeah, I don't know whether that actually refers to an area, or... I have a clue? I, I my, don't
0: know. My, my, German, not great. my geography German of is Ireland isn't great, but my geography of other countries, yeah. less so.
1: And my understanding of German is non-existent,
0: yeah. So, so yeah. So it's Hochdorf. H o c h d o r f prints.
1: Okay, I didn't know whether Hockdorf was a descriptive.
0: I don't know. Or, I haven't a clue. Or, or whether I it's didn't. a yeah. I didn't read I, enough into it. But yeah. I I was looking the Hochdorf prints. the burial chamber. It's full of jewels. Not jewels, yeah. as in r- big rubies. Before we go there, let's just.
1: Um, like Explain to our listeners what the who or what the Hot Dog Prince is. It's a mummified corpse, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. He's a mummified corpse of a Celtic noble of some description. Yeah. I Don't know if he was a war chief. If he was a war chief, why wasn't he buried with his weapons? Yeah. He because just has. He's one... got what a ceremonial dagger. Yeah. what The description. A beautiful means gold like. ceremonial yeah, yeah. dagger. Yeah. But he's got that big Celtic gold band around yeah. his neck. Whatever. What torque. It yeah. It's torque. And brooches and all this kind and of stuff. And a lot and of finery, scabbards. yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of finery. Yeah. But he doesn't. He's not buried with his weapons. Yeah. And I was reading about it, and the thing I had in my head was parallels with Tutankhamun. Yes. In yeah. in Egypt, and his burial chamber, and yeah. it was really obvious to me that the difference between the two because they were both really opulent, really well-off, and full of gold and full of treasures and all that kind of thing, was the hot-dove prince doesn't seem to have thought of himself as a god walking on earth. Yeah, and that absolutely... Where the pharaohs did.
1: Yeah, and that absolutely ties in with the Celtic belief system, which I'm going to get to later. But uh, yeah, although the gods did walk on earth, you know, in, in Celtic mythology, that you know... The leaders and try you know, tribes chiefs, think like that that didn't, they weren't kind of deified or treated yeah, as gods. Yeah, and they weren't yeah.
0: led into the delusion that they were deities. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I was thinking about, yeah, I was thinking about Tim Kam and I was thinking about the difference. Mm. And then I was thinking, and I've no answer to this: how you get to the point where you think, you know what, I'm a fucking god walking on earth, <laughs> and then live like that, yeah, and I then. Have slaves and empires and well,
1: I mean, it's for me the answer to that's quite obvious. Now, I could be wrong, but it, to me it comes out—it's about power and maintaining power.
0: It is. It, well, if your followers believe you to be a god, there's the thing
1: you're going to stay in power. You know, and we're, we're
0: all the way down into Great Egypt now. Mm-hmm. As when everybody thinks of Egypt and the pharaohs, we're we're there just talking about this for a second. Yeah. His mom and dad were related. That's right, yeah, yeah. Very and much. the thought process behind it is believed to be to keep the bloodline right, pure, pure, and keep mm. it clear. And um, now that we we do know that Understand they were genetics in, the and, fact yeah. that they were poisoning and killing their own bloodlines by keeping it mm. pure, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so that was that. But self, yeah, the hot dog prince is much more decent a guy to go out to the pub with than Durakamon was. That one, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: well, maybe. And he did like his wine, we know from the Celts period. Loved the wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: like, I read yesterday that the Romans and the Greeks were shocked and appalled yeah. at the the fact that the Celts didn't water the wine down before yeah. drinking it. Yeah, they just let it. And the
1: reason for that is not, you know. Not to feed into the kind of stereotypical, oh, yeah, we love our drink, the Celts, you know. It is. And, but it is. I'm very proud But of that also, part. wine was incredibly expensive. So drinking undiluted wine was a sign of kind of status, you know, that you didn't have to dilute your wine. You, you had enough wine to drink it neat, you know, and to have a party where everybody's drinking wine. Yeah, it it yeah. meant you were loaded. No, you are absolutely loaded to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, you know what? You can drink cheap knockoff off water down wine, or you can go and just drink the real thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now you have it.
0: Yeah. But, so uh, I'm very proud of the fact yeah. that I'm a descendant of the of Celtic heritage. Yeah, of good drinkers. Drink wine. And I don't water down my wine. Yeah, and I won't um, ever um, do
1: The reason that I said that to you that the Hochdorf prince liked his wine, he was buried with several um, Ampules, Dr. Colts? Ampules. Ampules, I'm, yeah. no. Ampule is a little squeezy.
0: Thing. Okay, the, the big juice. Ampule, Oral yeah. League.
1: Yeah, it's a massive kind of jug.
0: And one as Dell
1: would have described, that it, it held, I think, 10 years.
0: I haven't a clue. I think it was 10 years. 10 years, they they'll do me.
1: Right, and he was buried with literally thousands of those. So he had a lot of wine.
0: Yeah. bread plate, of. Yeah. yeah. Latin. And this is interesting. Latin is. It's modern-day France. It sounds like the modern-day France. Yeah. It means the Shallows is a site where in 1857, a Swiss archaeologist found hundreds of iron artifacts at the bottom of this shallow lake that had just been chucked in there.
1: Okay. And and, and, well they hadn't curse, they hadn't just been chucked in there. And I'm gonna to get to this when I come to the gods a little bit later. One of their gods, uh, Covina, the goddess of water, who who would have been a very significant goddess in Celtic times. Water was seen as the pathway to the afterlife, right? So you go across the river Styx in other other culture, same kind of thing with the Celts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They believed that the other, you know, transition
0: somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. the
1: afterlife was across the water. Yeah, yeah. so so Covina was the goddess of that. The Afterlife uh, was
0: across the water. That's where the fucking elves went in Lord of the Rings. It's, yeah, it's it's exactly.
1: Uh, that's a very Celtic movie. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. There's, there's a, and and a lot I'm going to get books. I'm yeah. going to get to some popular culture references as well later. Covina, uh, she was associated with the horses and oxen who took spirits across the water to the afterlife. And all those weapons and stuff that would have been found in the shallows, in the tent, they would have been sacrifices to horror. So food, weapons...
0: So they weren't just chucked in? No,
1: no, they were okay. offered up to Kavina. And there's also evidence now, it's a bit tenuous, they don't know for sure, they can't say for definite. There's evidence to suggest that there was also possibly sacrificial drownings offered up to her. Okay. So people would be drowned. Okay, there was also
0: remnants of a body found at the that had a ligature around his neck yeah so he's been so hung that's he or she possibly hung. hung or could well, have been why else would you be
1: well, there could have been a rock at the other end of that rope
0: yeah that's true could but be a sacrificial then, you know, dragon, think the yeah. rock would have lasted
1: well yeah but the rope may have frayed.
0: true
1: you know somewhere between neck and, and rock yeah but, so uh, possibly
0: yeah, exe- execution execution definitely yeah. sacrifice of some description yeah yeah, yeah. 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 okay Apparently, a ten is the origin of the Celtic swirl. Oh, right, okay. I didn't find much evidence on it, and I didn't find any evidence contradicting that this was the place the, the swirl kind of deep, or, or, yeah, origin yeah. came from. So that swirl that you see on the kerb stone, the front stone to Newgrange... Yeah,
1: now I was... Absolutely amazed in, in researching f- for this, you know. I always believed those to be Celtic, those curbstones to be Celtic design done by the Celts. Yeah, like they, they were thousands just, of years before the Celts. Yeah, they were by the Celts. By... Just
0: came and graffitied them.
1: No, no, those stone curbstones were carved at the time New Grade was built, 5,000 years ago before the Celts. Okay, yeah, they're completely.
0: Separate so from the
1: Celts it seems to have popped up, and I know you've looked into this a little bit. It seems to have popped up all over the world it at has. all different yeah, times. Yeah. So it's cultural appropriation by the Celts. Yeah, without no, <laughs> the man, Celts have claimed it, yeah, but or well, no, I say the Celts have claimed it. It's been attributed modernly to the Celts, right? Okay. When in fact, the ones at Newgrange are five thousand years before the Celts, or three thousand years before the Celts. They were literally made by stone age men in Ireland long before the Celts came here, Um, and that's what the confusion was. There, when we initially kind of started talking about this, and I thought that was the Celts, I thought the Celts went back that far, and they don't, so that was an education for me. Yeah, and I was astounded and a little bit like upset or disappointed, might be the word. To find that, you know, Newgrange is not Celtic at all. I knew it wasn't
0: Celtic. It's Neolithic, no, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, but those swirls and everything yeah. else, I just, you know, you but just associate th- that so much with the, the Celts.
0: Here's the thing about the swirls. The Celtic spiral mm. may belong to the Celts. Yeah. But the spiral does not does belong it? to the
1: Exactly, coast. yeah, yeah.
0: The Maori people, like the Polynesian people in the Pacific, yeah. they view the double spiral and one goes... The one on the left, I think, goes counterclockwise, and the other one goes clockwise. Yeah. As growth, development, and new beginnings.
1: Yeah, so kind of a a renewal theme.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. A ho-ho camp, H-O-H-O-K-A-M, petroglyph, and petroglyph just means rock carving. In the Seguero National Monument in Arizona... And we mentioned Arizona in a previous podcast. We did. And specifically the saguaro cactus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hogan Petro has a carved spiral piece that's believed to represent water on it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Definitely. The spiral, once viewed as a magical symbol, is on the rocks in the Sahara Desert. Wow. So yeah. we've covered three continents yeah. In the last couple of and sentences.
1: probably three millennia or
0: more as well. As I don't even want to think how many thousands of years, yeah. yeah. The Phoenician goddess of fertility, motherhood, and war there's there's a fucking <laughs> conflict. I Astarte, mean, um, no the Phoenician goddess Astarte A S T A R T E mm. is depicted with spirals.
1: Okay, now that's interesting because you say, you know, there's a there's a combination of things to be a, a goddess of. Well, the Celts have very similar uh, kind of contradictory yeah. gods as well. So
0: Yeah, it's weird, but that's the Phoenician goddess, the Babylonian goddess Ishtar.
1: Yeah, I've heard which of Ishtar.
0: I think I remember being associated with Easter.
1: Possibly, yeah. But the yeah.
0: Babylonian goddess Ishtar is also depicted with spirals. Cool, so oh, yeah, so they're the, multicultural,
1: multi geographic locations across multiple, multiple millennia. Yeah, yeah,
0: the Vikings, the Canaanites, the Maya, all spiral influence from the Amazon to Europe through the Middle East, Polynesia, they all deified spirals.
1: Yeah, and why is it then that it's become so synonymous with the Celts? Like, that's that's fascinating, you know. I, the girls were very like late to the party in terms of time, you know.
0: Well, well no one, knows. no one was late to the party, and no one was early because there mm. was no party because mm. there was no way any of them knew any of the. Oh other
1: yeah, no, was, that's yeah, yeah. No, I understand now that.
0: There is, there are theories, and I don't know enough about them, and I'm not even going to talk about them about people that sailed the ancient world and brought knowledge with them. But I don't know about that. I don't even want to yeah. go there. And but it's unlikely
1: that anyone any one person or any one kind of grouping of people would have travelled everywhere. But you were
0: saying they were into astronomy. Yeah. Okay. And astrology. Yeah. All these all these peoples were into astronomy and there are spiral galaxies in yeah. their sky. So nature loves symmetry. Yes. And nature loves natural spirals. And we know it as the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah. And the Fibonacci sequence is the number that you're looking at is the sum of the two previous to it. So the Fibonacci sequence goes one, one, two, three, five, eight. Because it's start with one. So you've got your starting point. You go to the next one, one and zero is one yeah okay so that's the two previous digits then you right. go to the next one two. two and that's because one and one is two yeah. then you go to the next one which is three that's because two and one are three Right. then right. you go to the next one which is five because right. three and, and two are five and how does this relate to nature it's are we talking branches no it's the natural you know the fibonacci sequence that swirl you'll see no it's, I, it's a geometric i honestly don't a know a naturally occurring geometric shape in nature you okay. see in in roses. Oh, right. You'll okay, see yeah. it in shells. You know snail shells. Yeah. You know that spiral on yeah. the back on their back. Yeah, that's yeah. basically. And what you're talking
1: is the ratio, is it or? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. I'm not. I think I'm not a mathematician, so that makes like what neither, you've said here for
0: zero sense to me. Neither am I, but when I did my Benson and Frickley cartoon, hmm. I at- attributed a lot of the Fibonacci sequence in the background, because I love the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not grasping
1: it? it at all. I'm not getting the... I well, don't understand it.
0: And um, I'm not a um, mathematician, so you no, should but I go and I don't understand look look how numbers
1: this. relate to a swear or a spiral. I don't understand it
0: at all. If you Google a diagram on it...
1: I'll have a look. Yeah, you know, yeah, I will. I will. So definitely go away from here today now. And it
0: is. But you but have fascinated
1: great. me, because I do... And I mean, anyone walking around, you know, you do see repetitive forms. Like, I mean, look, I think I've mentioned this before in a podcast. You look at the vascular system of a human or or any animal, any mammal, and look at a tree. And it's the same branching off and branching off and branching off. You know, your vein systems look the same as the branches of a tree. You see that kind of repetitiveness. All around in nature, I think that's
0: nature's symmetry,
1: and I yeah. think that's well, It's what evolution, and it's carbon-based life forms, and we're all that. This is when we mentioned this was in the unsciencey look at DNA. Do you remember? Yeah. And it is. It's that whole kind of you know life is unsciencey Surprisingly, DNA. yes. Well, unsciencey, unsciencey
0: DNA for yeah. those who don't know, but life is podcast.
1: um. It's pretty uniform on a base level across you know across the whole planet. But uh, anyway, let's get back to the Celts
0: now. Well, we're we're still on the Celts, but so I think all these peoples around the world, from Polynesia to South America, across to the Vikings Mm. and all that kind of thing, I think they were honouring what they saw in nature. Yeah, that kind of Fibonacci, that
1: repetitive, that, yeah, no, that That
0: that of Let's not call it repetitive, it's geometric. No, I don't mean repetitive, I mean I've been told I was repetitive when I was in school and it's not a nice concept. No,
1: Jesus, no, I don't mean it as a, no, as a negative at all. What I mean is you're seeing the same patterns in a diverse yeah. number of things across across the world, across nature, across, you know, absolutely. I mean, cut open a tree and look at the rings.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they're concentric. They're not. Are they really concentric, or they're they're spiral? not spirally. No, they under- don't. Really, yeah. Every every ring is a year of growth. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand so that. But they on don't have. End, yeah, yeah. They don't have. They're not they don't connect. Yeah. yeah, I'm
1: trying to think of naturally occurring spirals. I can't really think of any off the top of my head. The rose, the
0: shape of yes, yes, on the outside, on the yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah you've given
1: me two, and I just completely forgot the spiral galaxies. Yeah, no, I understand. that. Yeah, but they're they're everywhere. I'm pretty sure the ancients couldn't have seen the Spire galaxy.
0: How do you know? Well, well sure they had no telescopes. and... There was no light pollution.
1: Well, that's true as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there would have been no air pollution, uh, yep. you know, so it would have been clearer skies. Yeah, yeah. maybe they could.
0: So, yeah, we'll never maybe know. We could
1: make that. That's interesting. We'll never
0: know because the lazy bastards sit and write it down. <laughs> never bothered to learn to write. <laughs> Records indicate that Alexander the Great was camped with his men after clashes with the Scythians, the S-Y-T-H-I-A-N-S. Scythians, right? Scythians. The Scythians, now, they were, they were an Asian tribe. Okay. And Alexander the Great so, he was Macedonian, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so all around that region, they mm-hmm. would have kind of, let's see what's over here, lads. And then when there's people over there, get them. <laughs> you know, so I think it was probably that kind of way. Right, And he was camped after fighting with the Scythians. They were probably licking their wounds or they were celebrating or whatever. And he was approached by a group of tall, bare-chested men, apparently. Naked? They could have been naked, but they weren't going to war. Right. So there's no guarantee that they were just walking around swinging their trunk. <laughs> okay. But they approached them and these were the Celts. Alexander the Great had never actually met the Celts. Didn't right. know who they were or what they were. Right,
1: okay. These random words just kind of lob up. Hell Alex, what's the crack like? Well, just
0: kind of, how's it going? What are you doing here? Yeah, you know, this is there I'm, our land, sure they, I'm sure they didn't come in like sword swinging. No, no, but, but they, sure but they it,
1: wanted to know like, what I'm
0: sure it was. Who are yeah, these yeah, people who are on our, our land? To, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, it's a conflict of information, but apparently the Celts believed in reincarnation, and it's a conflict in our information because. We've got Mm. things that we're going to talk about that contradict each other.
1: Yeah, and you know this comes from them not having a written language. From everything that we know of the Celts, either comes from the archaeological record, you know, of what they left behind, or what the Romans in the fourth century wrote about them, and the Irish monks in the sixth century would have wrote about them extensively, which is which is obviously going to have a bias.
0: It's essentially. What Rome wrote about them, if it's from the monks in the 6th century, yeah. it's from well, the dictates of Rome as well. It's it's it, Catholicism, it, it, it's Christianity, yeah. it stems from... To
1: an extent, yes, then, you're so, right, yeah. but a lot of the traditions did survive through the bards and poets' word, you know, word to mouth. Yeah. So... The monks would have have known about it's not just a literal translation from the Roman no, no, that no, no, the monks no, taught. they would have had that to work from as well but that the would have meant. monks
0: having studied their religion or whatever they're bringing to the world mm. in Rome or affiliated with Rome
1: I don't think there was an affiliation with the Irish monks and Rome as far back as
0: the sixth century, okay, it? maybe wrong. okay,
1: not sure, not sure, more Christian than Catholicism. I'm thinking, okay, I don't think we were Roman at that stage.
0: But the Romans, as we've spoken about when we quoted Gladiator earlier on, yeah, they controlled much of southern Europe, and they, in their experiences, would have taught the Celts to be barbarians, yeah, but the Celts yeah, were anything, anything but about,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked up there the, the dictionary um definition of barbarian and it is the literal meaning of it is a tribe or clan not of the great civilization so Greek Rome
0: Yeah, you know so, so in that sense us. yes
1: yeah they are barbarians but it it then obviously as it evolved it became kind of negative connotations for just like you know thug, mindless barbaric there are things about the Celts that were certainly barbaric uh, or, or could be misunderstood as barbaric. But there was very, very good and spiritual reasons for some of those things. And I think we're going to get to that fairly soon, That are we? I
0: think we're on our way to it right now.
1: Right. Okay. Well, let's. Yes. yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about that.
0: The Celts were known to take the heads of their victims, of their enemies in war and place them in shrines to their gods they're gods
1: yeah they're multi-theistic now and we know that or we have evidence of that because I found this really interesting on the Somme in 1914 when the Allied troops and probably Germans as well were digging out their trenches they found multiple, multiple human bones.
0: Yeah, it was the Allied troops in this particular instance because it was Rebermont. Right, okay. R-A-B-E-M-O-N-T. Rebermont, okay. So
1: they, they were digging in, digging their lines, and they found massive evidence of a mass burial now i'm assuming at the time you know world war one you're digging your lines you're finding these human you remains you're just throwing them to the side you're well not. yeah they just kept
0: on and yeah. they would have said so we're we'll after finding all this stuff yeah. here and it was um, marked colonel whatever his name was would have said keep on digging lads yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's when historians came back after, after the, the war and yeah. researched were researching what happened in the Somme, in World War One would have yeah. found these bones and gone, hang in that lads. And they would have looked further into it.
1: Yeah, right. And anyway, what was absolutely fascinating about that was when they eventually archaeologically dug it up, they found over 500 bodies and not one skull.
0: Not one. Yeah. Not zero
1: zero Zero. Zero skulls. Yeah.
0: Which I just thought was... Which would have blown their minds. Yeah. It would have been fantastic. Just go, look at all the fucking... There's a ribcage. There's a pelvis, there's yeah. a femur, Yeah, and, yeah, well, where are all the heads? Like, it's class. It's just a business. And the neck vertebrae on the spines that they found showed signs of cutting.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So they were chopped off at some stage. And,
1: and Most have, likely post-mortem. I doubt yeah, they actually...
0: But it might have killed happened in a fight where you chop somebody's head off. Of course, but, yeah. All the bodies did not have all their heads chopped, chopped off, off and in confiscated. battle. Yeah. yeah,
1: in battle, yeah. And no, would have been afterwards, you know, definitely. Now, and the reason for that, though, so I've discovered in my research, or, you know, one possible reason for that is... The Morrigan. Have you heard of
0: the...
1: Spell it. M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N.
0: No.
1: She's probably the most famous of the Celtic goddesses. Right. right. She is the great queen, the goddess of war... And the goddess of demons, right? She's considered by some to be Morgan Le Fay, and I'm gonna talk about Morgan Le Fay in a minute. But they appear in different places and during different times and in different stories. So I would say they're not the same person. They have they have similar traits, but they're not the same god, right? But anyway, the Morrigan could turn into a raven, right? And she took part in battle with the Celts, right? So she would actually go into battle. This is their belief. And she would fly over the battlefield as a raven. And she would instruct and guide the armies on the ground from the air, you know. But at the end of the battle, the Celts wouldn't recover their own dead until after dark to allow Morrigan to pay homage to them. Right. In other words, to allow the ravens to descend on the bodies. and, And then their slain enemies... Would be beheaded. The skulls were taken back as trophies and as offerings to other gods. But the bodies were put up on wooden racks and they were left.
0: Decomposed.
1: Well, and to be picked apart by the ravens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were offered up to Morrigan. So the ravens would descend and that that was a sacrifice to Morrigan. That was her feast, her battle feast. Was on the victims of well, not the victims. They're they're slain enemies. And then when all that was done, when the bodies had decomposed and were left with bones, the bones were then gathered up and they were crushed and burnt. And the ashes were offered up on altars. May and the altars were made from the crisscross bones of their own war dead.
0: Okay, so they the Celtic honored all of the dead. Honored all yeah, of the yeah. dead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was fascinating.
0: Yeah. And and Celts fought everybody. They yeah. fought themselves. They fought everybody else, and they fought them a lot. Yeah, they were like a lot.
1: You know, bearing in mind they were drinking their wine yeah. on the So you know, talk is cheap and was cheap. I mean, a lot of the time. I mean, when I drink uh, uh, red wine, I fight everybody too. So I mean, there you go. Anyway, right. So listen, that leads us nicely into you now. I've done a little bit more around mythology and gods. There. That's. That's my passion when it comes to the Celts. And I know, uh, come here, look at, you know, take all this with a pinch of salt, obviously. It's their religious beliefs as opposed to any kind of historical basis. Yeah, take all religion with a pinch
0: of salt. Yeah, no, absolutely,
1: Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But I do find it fascinating. It's something I'm very interested in. That's what I've brought to the table today. So I'm going to start. Now, I mean, as we've mentioned, there's no written record of any of this. There's no contemporaneous written record of their gods. It was all word to mouth through bards and poets until you get the Romans in the 4th century who began to write down this stuff. And then in the 6th century, then the Irish monks, we've mentioned that already. But that's pertaining mostly to the Celt's belief systems.
0: Okay.
1: Right. Right. So here's some of the interesting gods. That they have, right? You had Angus Oak Now, a lot of these, just bear in mind before I get started, a lot of these are the British and Irish gods. Okay. You know, they would have had other ones in in Europe as well, but similar, but with different names perhaps, yeah, right? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so these are very much Celtic Irish names and Celtic Welsh names, right? So Angus Oak was the god of youth and love and beauty. Okay. Right. It said that his kisses turned into boards and carried messages of love.
0: All right. So that's pretty cool, okay, right? Yeah.
1: So then uh, we have Arwen. And Arwen. She, yeah. And Arwen
0: he, from Lord of the Rings?
1: No, it's A R W A N. Okay. Right. It may have been pronounced Aaron as well. Just bear in mind. Right. And that is the god of death, war, and terror, and the ruler of Anan, the underworld. Okay. And this is what I was talking to you about earlier when we were saying that Alexander the Great and you know those guys and they they seem to think that the Celts believed in reincarnation that they would come back
0: yeah
1: they you know if they died in battle they would come back and fight, fight again the next time yeah. yeah you know the next literally
0: night. come back yeah. be reborn and drink wine yeah. and fight again
1: but yeah. yet what we have recorded and I and I I do say this recorded by the Romans and the Christians would seem to contradict that but that may be just because you know, over
0: there. it, could have been it, it just yeah, didn't yeah. fit
1: with the scribes beliefs so so, yeah. as I say, take all of this with that caveat.
0: Yeah, well, everything yeah. that's written and recorded by a scribe of any description is going mm-hmm. to be influenced by what that person's beliefs are. Yeah, and it's not contemporary.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's not contemporaneous, so.
0: I can't say yeah. that word.
1: Okay. It's not contemporary to the Celts, okay? <laughs> but anyway, Bellinus, right, is the god of healing, and he was worshipped from Italy to Britain. So he's what i just said a lot of these are Irish and British and Celtic yeah, ones well. this
0: that. guy yeah which kind of leads towards the fact that they they were kind of nomads or at least some of them went and travelled
1: yeah yeah, yeah, no, there is no question that they did. Um, they had set down roots in High hein- yeah, <laughs> Heinenberg. Heinenberg. but eventually, and I think probably because the Romans started to come across Europe, they did begin to migrate and to right. and to conquer. The Celts did conquer their way across Europe. So yeah, no, that's it is important that we mention that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and their belief systems do seem to have travelled with them. But like all belief systems, Dan, and like all religions, over time and over geography, there's subtle changes and differences. But it's still very much the same kind of idea.
0: As it's written and Re-written and, rewritten. and rewritten. Yeah. It just Names change.
1: And a, 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 I'm going to come to that in a minute. Names change, but the stories stay roughly the same. Okay. Okay, so Bellinus is the, yeah, he's the god of healing and, and he was worshipped from Italy to to the British Isles. And he would be analogous of Apollo, the Greek god. He'd be very similar okay. to Apollo. And we've talked about Apollo at Lent before. Now, uh okay, Barvo is... Again, a is god a of healing.
0: Drink that you're
1: drinking with. Him? Yeah, no, that's right, okay. Barvo. Barvo. Uh, Spell it. B-O-R-V-O. Barvo. Okay. Yeah. So he's also a god of healing. Now, you'll see there's a lot of crossover between the gods. Yeah. Right? So there was multiple gods for each kind of thing. Right? So Barvo is the a god of healing, but he's a specific type of god of healing. He's the god of healing in hot springs. Right. So he would have been, again, southern Europe and stuff where they would have had things like hot springs and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Or anywhere they had
0: kind of volcanic activity. Yeah,
1: yeah now this guy, you know, who come am coming to know, Brez, now, Brez, I want you to have a think about this guy, right? Spell it. B-R-E-S, Brez, okay. right? And I want you to have a think about that. Keep this what I'm about to say in your mind for when I get to Lou, all right. right, and we're going to talk about something when we get there, but just just keep Brez in mind when we get there, right? Okay, Brez was the god of or a god of fertility, he is the son of Prince Elithor and the goddess Eriu. Okay, at right?
0: spell, least spelled name right?
1: No, hold on a second, Elithor, E L I T H O R. Okay, all right, but Eriu, have you ever heard of Eriu? No, the country you're in right now takes its name,
0: all right, okay. from
1: Eriu. Eriu was the goddess and, and queen of Ireland. Right. Where Era gets his name from? Okay, yeah. that's yeah, Eriu, yeah. yeah, right. It's E R I U Fada, okay. E R I U, right? And he was married. This is Brez we're talking about, yeah. He was married to the goddess Bridget. Okay, right, and I'm going to get to Bridget next. But now, this is interesting. Brez led the Fomorians. Now the Fomorians are the arch enemies of the tri- Tuatha De Dan, and. It's, is what we
0: oh the two of they done. yeah yeah yeah
1: they are the pantheon of Celtic gods that's right, what they yeah, are yeah, and yeah. They, right and the Fomorians are their arch enemies right so they're like invade they almost in a way you could say they're the Roman gods and it's that kind of you know like when the Romans and the Celts were fighting on Earth the Fomorians and the Tuatha would have been battling in the afterlife or in okay the, yeah so it's yeah it's kind of analogous to that right so. It is said that Brez turned from the and led the Fomorians, right? So he he was a traitor,
0: right, right? So he jumped, yeah, jumped ship,
1: and he led the Fomorians in the second battle of Mar Tuathara,
0: right? Baldar,
1: well M M A B A R T U A T H O R A. Okay, right. So it's Mar Tuathara, Mar Tuathara, Mar Tura. Yeah. No, you know, <laughs> you know it. Like, is <laughs> you've seen my name, Dale. I mean, if I can pronounce that, I can get my head around it. Martura is okay. how it's pronounced. Yeah, sorry, T-U-A-T-H-R-A. Martura, right? He was defeated at that battle, and he was found unprotected on the battlefield by Lou. Now Spell Lou. L-U-G-H. Okay. Lou is
0: yeah.
1: how we pronounce him here, but I'm sure he would have been pronounced
0: I've seen it as L-U-F-O-D-A. Yeah. And even like, no offence to people that aren't Irish, but NU Fodder is easier to pronounce and just disregard the Fodder yeah. than the GH.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In a lot of Irish words, a lot yeah, of Celtic, yeah. you know, a lot of Gaelic words, GH is silent. Yeah. You know? But anyway, yeah. So he was found unprotected on the battlefield by Lou, but he wasn't killed by Lou. He was spared by Lou as he promised to teach the Celts agriculture. Right, okay. And that was how the Celts came to become an agricultural. Okay, I can
0: imagine how that deed went. <laughs> Please don't kill me and I'll teach you how to grow shit. Yeah, right.
1: right. So that, I found that very interesting, right? But I want you to keep some of those details in mind, right? Okay. Brez isn't the last that we're going to hear of Celts joining the Fomorians. Okay. Right, so just... And Lou plays a major part in that, But oh, I'm going to come to that in a minute. Anyway, Bridget, the goddess Bridget, not to be confused with the saint Bridget, or maybe she is, right? I think she is. Yeah. Her name comes from Bri, B-R-I, meaning power. Okay. Okay. She's the goddess of fertility and creative inspiration. She's revered as a warrior, a healer, a protector of children and a killer of snakes. Now, she's the goddess of the fire and sun, and according to some sources, agriculture. But that's up for
0: debate. Okay, so that's Bridget. Now I know... She's the goddess of agriculture according to some sources. Okay, even though that fucker said, I'll teach you how to grub shit. <laughs> yeah. He could have said, no, nah, it's all right, we've got a goddess who does that. As I well, said, there's a lot of crossover. There's okay. a lot of crossover.
1: They're, they like their gods. They like to have lots of gods and they ran out of things to make yeah. them gods. Oh, of that's them. what we did
0: with the Greeks. Listen, <laughs> the, yes. There's not that much left to be god of, so you're going to have to share this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's
1: a lot of that in the camps. <laughs> so, us right? Serenonos. Spen- C-E-R-N-U-N-O-S. Cernunnos okay. or Cernunnos. The horned god.
0: Okay.
1: Right, now I like this guy. He's the, also the god of fertility.
0: Right, okay. Like a
1: lot of the, the horned funny. god. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> well, there you go, the horned god. He's, the, he's a, a god of fertility, nature, grains and fruit. Right, he's associated with horned animals, so rams, stags, stuff like that. He was symbolized by a serpent with a ram's head. Right, that was his. You know, that's how he's um, depicted in Celtic art. It was said that he was born on the winter solstice and dies at the summer solstice. Okay, so he's the winter god.
0: So when is this?
1: Okay, the winter solstice is the shortest day of the year,
0: and the summer solstice is it's the longest day of the day. year. Yeah, yeah just, just so that night. down.
1: Yeah, and that's very important in ancient Irish uh, times as well, even before the Celts. Yeah, um, but. That's another podcast for another day. And in the Christian religion, he is what they equate to same. Satan. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So everything's borrowed. Nothing's yeah. new. Right now we get on to Keredwin. Ceredwyn. C e r e d w y n. Now it could be could be Ceredwyn. But I think it's nah, correct. It's not sea. Because always, yeah, soft sea. in the it's Welsh, yeah, in the Welsh in particular, it's always a hard sea. Yeah. But, right. So she was the goddess of the moon and negative prophetic power. So she's literally the prophet of doom. Right. Okay. Yeah. And she guards the cauldron of Anan, the underworld, in which inspiration and divine knowledge are kept. So they've this cauldron in hell that has all inspiration and all divine knowledge. In hell, it's in hell, it's in an and the underworld, in yeah, because they took all that from the world, maybe.
0: Okay, well, so in other
1: know. words, to have you know, so you have to have divine inspiration. I don't know. Uh, now I've already covered Kavina, the goddess of war. we talked about her earlier, yeah. so I'm gonna skip over her for now. Now, the Dagda, have you heard of the Dagda? Yeah, the like Dagda, do you? I <laughs> um, <like dags. laughs> yeah, the Dagda is probably the most famous of the Celtic gods, he's, okay. the, he's the god of gods, uh, he's the good god the god of the heavens, the father of the gods and men. He's the god of life and death. Now, he also had a cauldron. They were fond of their cauldrons. Yeah, you know? they were, right? Be. And he, he had a cauldron called Undry, right, U-N-D-R-Y, which is basically a horn of plenty. It was a cauldron that would never be empty. So if you ate from that, this cauldron, you would never go hungry.
0: Sounds like you're saying a fucking poem, man. Well, there you go. Well, there's plen- a cauldron will never be empty.
1: Yeah yeah so it's yeah what? then you have dylan the god of the sea and the only reason i've included him here they i don't have much about him was it's literally dylan D-Y-L-R-N. and my godson my nephew is is dylan so he's the god of the sea and he was symbolized by a silverfish
0: Who can take it up with Poseidon, dylan
1: yeah there Amen. you go yeah right now this next one's quite interesting Dylan. right epona and she was a goddess of guess what fertility. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they, they were into the fertility these Celts. She was associated with the horses and oxen that accompanied souls to the afterlife and she's unique in the Celtic pantheon in that she's the only Celtic god to be adopted by the Romans. So they also have yeah, the, yeah. they also have Epona and it's E-P-O-N-A sorry uh, and they built a temple to her in Rome.
0: And is she the same name? Yeah okay, yeah.
1: okay. Yeah. She was literally adopted, like as opposed to commandeered or Com- co-opted. Verbatim, she was yeah, literally yeah. yeah. Verbatim,
0: there you go. Man. Yeah.
1: There you are. Now, on to this next one. Isis is the Gallic god of nature.
0: Well, uh,
1: Isis E-S-U-S.
0: E-S-U-S. Oh, nice god. and easy. Esus. Yeah,
1: yeah. is going to be I S I S. Right. So Gallic. Sorry, he's the Gallic god of nature, and it was said that if a young tree was cut down, right, a tree that was too young to be cut down, yes. then Isis would demand a human sacrifice, and the sacrifice had to be the person who cut it down or a member of their family.
0: You know what? I think we should bring back some of those fucking beliefs. <laughs> I know,
1: yeah.
0: I'm not far off, You yeah. cut that shit
1: down. Me Right now, I have one here, Dan. Right now, stop me if you've heard this story. Go on. Okay, I think this is going to sound very familiar to a lot of our listeners. And we're back to Lou. And I did say, remember the Fomorians, and remember, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and remember Brez. Well, Brez wasn't the only guy who defected to the Fomorians. Lou's father, Keen. Also defected to the Femorians, right? C I A N? Yes, okay. yeah, C I A N, yeah. Now, Lu was the god of sun and war, the protector of the weak. He was a god of metallurgy and craft. It is said that he crafted a sword made entirely of pure light.
0: Okay.
1: Now, bearing in mind what we said about Lou earlier, right, it's L U G H. Yeah. And outside of Ireland, people struggle with the silent G H, and that may be pronounced a bit more like Luke.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Right, so this is Luke with a sword made completely of light, right? His father, Keen, defected to the Famorians under the spell of a powerful Famorian wizard who basically turned him to their side. He led the Femorians into battle against the Tuatha Dé and eventually, Lou and his father faced each other in single combat during this battle. Lou defeated his father, but didn't kill him. And it broke the spell. And his father rejoined the Tuatha Dé you heard that story before, yeah, it's yeah.
0: familiar, baby
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's quite clear George Lucas yeah. was heavily, heavily inspired by Lou's story. Yeah, in his writings for Star Wars, and I mean, it, it is no secret, and George will tell you that he's influenced heavily from a lot of ancient, you know, a lot of ancient cultures and stuff. And a lot
0: of the best storytellers are, so yeah, it's no, not, absolutely. It's but I think that
1: I think it's fair to say.
0: Yeah. That is... The only problem we have with you is that you sold it to fucking Disney. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I, no, but I think it's fair to say that we I'm now going to refer to him as Lou Skywalker.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely. How do you spell his name? Tell father. Uh, yeah, that's it. Lou Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, right. So, I digress, I think. <laughs> I digest. <laughs> I digest. Which
0: that's I got all be, to say in a previous yeah, podcast. That's
1: gonna a running, yeah, that's going to be a running gag throughout this podcast. Okay, Morgan Le Fay, uh, who I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. Now, many, many people say that Morgan Le Fay and the Morgan are, the, are one and the same. Yes. Yeah. It's not that simple. There's more of a holy trinity of goddesses, and yeah. it's, it's Bridget Morgan and Morgan Le Fay that are a okay. trinity more so. But anyway, that's, um, I'm not going to go there just now. Morgan Le Fay, more meaning sea. So she's the, she's the goddess of the sea. Yeah. So, where Dylan is the god of the sea, Morgan Le Fay is the goddess of the, the sea. But she could curse yeah. men. She could cast curses on men. Right. Always remember with the Celts as well, you have good gods and kind of bad gods. So, okay. it's not, you know, and then you have the Fomorian, who are the enemy as well. But you, yeah, like you have gods who could heal, you have gods who could curse, you know. Nuada. And this is another one that George Lucas might have been looking at as well, I think, right? Nuada or Lud. He has two names. He's the god of healing. Right. Nwada, Nuada, Nuada, N-U-A-D-A, Nuada, also known as Ludd, right? He's the god of healing, right? He lost his hand in battle, right, which meant he couldn't become king. Yeah. But he had two brothers, right? Now I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of
0: this one because I was trying all night and I couldn't as get if it. If you haven't been butchering stuff all day.
1: Dian right? D-I-A-N C-E-F-A-D-E C-H-T.
0: Okay.
1: So I'm taking Dian Right, with the god of he this is these are Noada's brothers, right? So Dian Kek, the god of healing, and Goivnu G-O-I-B I N U Fada.
0: Right?
1: Okay. Goivnu. God of Smiths. Right, so healing and smiths. So, so they got together. That's so fucking vague. No, but listen, there's a real- They got together and they forged their brother a silver prosthetic hand. Okay. In order for him to become king. Okay. And later, they used magic to actually give him a flesh and blood hand.
0: Okay.
1: Again, I was saying George Lucas may have been looking at this stuff. Hands being lobbed off and replaced by metal hands as a recurring theme through Star Wars. So, there you go. Right, Yeah. so... Um, and then our last one Rhiannon in the kind of in the Welsh British
0: Celts. Rhiannon.
1: Rhiannon. R-h-i-a-n-n-o-n.
0: Rhiannon. That's a or a song about her.
1: <laughs> <Go> <laughs> yeah. She would have been, I suppose what Bridget is in the Irish, Rhiannon would be in the Welsh and English. Uh, right. She's the goddess of birds and horses. She's embodied riding on a white horse. She's the great queen of the goddesses. Right, okay. Much in the way as Bridget will be yeah. in the Irish Celtic one.
0: So that's what I have on the so gods. maybe the fucking, maybe the, Fleetwood Mac did write that song about because. Oh yeah, no. It, she does it, a write, um, Stevie Nicks introduces her and says this is a song about a witch. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and absolutely, yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Okay.
0: Join us for part two. For Rome's rampage across Celtic Europe. Brilliant. It's going to be a banger. And thanks a million to the people in Cardiff Community Centre who give us the room and give us space to be able to record these podcasts. Yeah. You guys have been fantastic.
1: And they always put us in, you know, a really good frame of mind before we come up. There's like always a smile and there's yeah. always such great a positivity. Along. Yeah. Love it's it. It's lovely. Yeah. Okay. So thanks
0: to us. Yeah. You're the best. See you later.